Hi everybody, today is a pretty cool episode. We recorded this on the 12th of June and have the privilege to have a guest on the podcast, Patrick Foster from the Native Overstayers podcast. You can find their podcast on Spotify and on their Facebook page, Denrick Productions. So give those guys a follow. They've got a real cool podcast, a lot of cool, interesting guests they've had on. Him and his cousin Jack, Jack Nelson. So the 12th of June marks the 40th anniversary of our favourite movie when we were growing up as kids. One of our favourite movies, Raiders of the Lost Ark, directed by Steven Spielberg, story by George Lucas. And if you guys are familiar with Raiders of the Lost Ark, it kicks off the Indiana Jones franchise, which I think the, the new one, Indiana Jones Part 5, is in production right now. So, yeah, because it was the 40th anniversary, we decided to do a podcast and talk about what we remembered about the film, what was going on when we were growing up, and just talk about why it's one of the greatest adventure movies of all time. So, hope you guys enjoy this one, all you Indiana Jones fans or movie fans out there. Let's go. Five, four, three, two, one... You are now listening to Empty Out The Clip. Yo, what's up everybody? Welcome to another episode of Empty Out The Clip. I'm your host Cams and with me tonight is a very special guest. We have Patrick Foster here from the Native Overstairs podcast. How's it going brother? <laughs> going very well, my friend. Going very well. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Doing great, man. Hey, thanks for letting me on, man. Uh, not really. Uh, never had the opportunity to come and talk about one specific subject before. So, looking forward to this one, bro. Looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm looking forward to this too. And I don't know if you're giving the the listeners or the our people watching on YouTube a hint what the topic is about. Just look at what you're wearing. You're wearing the fedora, the brown leather jacket, the brown shirt. So who are you supposed to be? <laughs> this is what I wear every every Sunday, mate. I'm, I'm just come back from church. <laughs> the, obviously, it's the uh, the legendary Indiana Jones, mate. Phil Micron. Yeah, that's right. So it was funny because I follow a lot of movie social media pages. And I think last week, a lot of Indiana Jones, especially Raiders of the Lost Ark, was coming up on my feed and I was wondering why and it was because it was close to the 40th anniversary of the release of the movie which got released in 1981 right and you know it's it's 40 years since then so 12th of June was the was the date it was released in 81 so that just brought back a lot of memories of because this was my one of my favorite movies too when I was a kid you know and I, I can't remember if that was my first Indiana Jones movie or or Temple of Doom I, I don't know which, what one I watched first but this one, Raiders of Lost Ark, was definitely in my VHS at home. I remember, I remember going to the video store, hiring it out multiple times, and I remember it coming on TV, Channel Two, and me making sure got my mum to buy the, you know, the the 180 tapes, <laughs> and then made sure that I was sitting in front of TV to record it. So, so yeah, man. Would you, uh, would you take the ads out? Oh uh, yeah, m- most definitely. The the stop and and re- recording and the stop and pause. <laughs> Kids these days don't understand the drama we had to go through, man. 
Yeah, exactly. It's funny because some people actually tape the ads, eh? They couldn't be bothered. Fast forward though. Then you got to fast forward, eh? But it, it doesn't make it, it. It's not really good to um to do that if you got uh, and any and other thing is you can't fit two movies on one tape if you do that too. So unless you use long play, right? Because it made your three hour tape into six hours. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, you had the flash VCR recorder, didn't you? Picture quality wasn't that great. Yeah, the black diamond. You had the flash black diamond of the. Long play. <laughs> oh man, the good old days, brother. The good old days. Yeah. Hey, much like yourself, man. Um, Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark. I, I actually saw VHS. I um, the first Indiana Jones movie I saw at the movies was um, uh, the Temple of Doom, which came out in 1984, about three years after Raiders. So yeah, yeah. It, it, I guess it's because you know we're we're pretty young then. I mean, I'm I'm older than you, bro, but. Um, yeah, you know, we, we weren't going to the movies as much back in those days as as we do nowadays. Yeah. Yeah, and I think because when Tipper Doom came out, it was, it was you know the the ads were on TV. You know, you could go to the, the 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 local movies, which was I don't think the um the Village Eights were out that time. It was just it was just weird. Well, the one only um, movie theater in Henderson, uh, West Side Cinemas, and sometimes we'll go to Point Chev and go to the Point Chev one. Oh yeah. See, that, that, that's the other thing as well, eh? We, we all had our own local suburban uh, picture theatre. I know I yeah. went to, uh, I think it was the Hollywood in Avondale and saw a oh, yeah, feature, yeah. which was Raiders and uh, the Temple of Doom. That's the first time I would have seen uh, Raiders at, at the picture theatres, but this was a couple of years after, you know, Temple of Doom had come out. It was, it was... Yeah, it's, it's cool you brought up the Hollywood and Avondale because that, that one's still going. It is, mate. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was um, notorious for a while there for the um, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Eh? Mm. Everyone used to dress yes. up and, and go along and sing along to the the songs everybody knew on the Rocky Horror Picture Show. But um, it's, it's good to see it's still surviving, eh? Yeah, yeah. And you can still see those old movies they, they show now and then. It's pretty good. I think they showed The Commando recently. And I think they did Highlander recently, too. So all these 80s movies, they're bringing back to Hollywood and you can you can watch them. So it's pretty good. See those movies on big screen again, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, yeah, it, 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 times have definitely changed with the multiplex picture theatres, eh? It, it took a little bit of the magic away, I thought. You know, days. I was at the Civic, actually, um, a couple of weeks back. We went and watched um, the Jersey Boys, and it brought back all the memories of when I was younger. I mean, the last time I was in the Civic, I think, was watching Predator in 1987. And, oh, wow. Um, 19, yeah, 1987, watching Predator. Up on the big screen there was a couple of my mates, and um, you know I remember looking at the lions and the and the and the ceiling, which was all covered in stars and stuff. It was it was a real um, experience, you know. Whereas you go to a multiplex, it's just seats and darkness. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but my experience at the at the Civic down Queen Street, I went to watch Return of the Jedi when I, when I was a kid, and you're right, those lions in the front, and because it's Return of the Jedi and those Star Wars, the stars just it just suit the whole thing, eh? So. <laughs> Return of the Jedi, the funny thing was, like, the first time I saw that was at um, uh, Mormon Church in, in Kiwitea Street, just oh. down here in Sandringham. They were, it came out, uh, we watched it on a, on a, a projector, uh, on a VHS tape, on a projector at, at, um, at, at the church. And it was before it even came out to the movies. One of, our, one, of our, one of our friends at school said, hey, come and watch this new Star Wars movie. I was like, 
oh, where are we going? He said, oh, at my church. I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> And that's the first time I saw Return of the Jedi. So, you know, they, they talk about pirating and stuff nowadays, but it, it's been around forever, right? Yeah, man. Brought back all those kind of memories. Well, how we watched our movies back in the day when we were kids. And then, but this movie itself, Raiders of Lost Ark. So this movie kicked off the whole Indiana Jones franchise. I don't think they knew what they were going to achieve when they were making the movie, but consider who was who was in the production. So it was directed by Steven Spielberg, story by George Lucas, Lawrence Kasdan, who wrote Empire Strikes Back. Man, he got some stars in the background there, eh? Already. Definitely. I mean, like Steven Spielberg had had the success of uh, Close Encounters and and George Lucas obviously was his uh, Star Wars success, you know. And then you combine those powers together, and you got the Voltron of uh, <laughs> movie making. There, it's like, oh man, damn. Yeah. And then obviously they turned up with that. But um, you know, even the start of Indiana Jones, eh, you know, and the posters, you never, you didn't know whether it was a western or what was it. You know, it was an archaeologist. You know, the, most of the time when you think of an archaeologist, you think of some old man with glasses and a suit sort of thing digging up bones and stuff, eh? you know. <laughs> An archaeologist wasn't meant to be a, uh, a superhero in a movie. Yeah, now that's a good point, because that's probably the first word with ologists at the end of it, that the first, uh, <laughs> you know, they're the first experience, like archaeologists, like, you know, that's a long word, and that's a profession, you know, and that's probably the first profession I ever knew as a kid, you know, watching Indian Jones. So he probably gave archaeologists uh, sort of like a good name, or to be those guys, like you said, those... They're pretty cool, eh? Well, it made you think of them differently, right? He, he wasn't just, uh, like I said, an old man digging around somewhere looking for bones, you know, or, or artifacts. He was a he was somebody that moved and jumped and climbed and fought and you know had gunfights. It was he was like a cowboy, but was an uh, was an archaeologist. Yeah. The thing that stood out for me with this film was, you know, if we talk about um, Steven Spielberg, his directing, a lot of the shots in this movie carry on through movies today so it tells me that how much this movie holds up even now yeah 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 in modern times i mean if, even the first shot when they have the logo of paramount pictures with, with the mountain and then it fades away to the real mountain <laughs> that's cool and the silhouette you never really see him at, at the start right you see you see his mate that's uh dr octor and then the spider-man movie and his mate that you know goes away for some reason, but you never really see who Indiana Jones is. Eh? It's always the the famous silhouette of the the hat and the the whip and the jacket. Yeah, and yeah. it sort of unveils un itself, if you will. You know, who is this guy? What's he doing? And then this bull whip is one of the first weapons he uses. Eh? Yeah, and, and that bull whip. That if you think of it now, what a strange sort of weapon to have for a hero. Eh? Like you know, it's 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 a baseball bat or gun or something like that or a knife, but. This guy oh, carries a bullwhip. That's a good thing, man. <laughs> you know, who, who would have heard of a bullwhip before besides a, a lion tamer? And I think Willie Scott said that to him in the Temple of Doom, eh? What are you, a lion tamer? Because he had his bullwhip with him. But you know, that became synonymous with Indiana Jones, along with the hat, along with the jacket, along with the, the, the swagger of Harrison Ford, you know? So. Yeah, exactly. It sort of makes sense, though, to have a bullwhip because, you know, if you're going to jump over pits, you need to... <laughs> You need to propel yourself, so you know it's good to swing, as we saw in the first, the first part of the Raiders of Lost Ark. So I just want to talk about the, the the first bit, how he's going to find the idol. So he's in South America. This whole sequence from the start, when when like you said, they don't show his face until uh, the first action happens, and that's when one of his mates pulls out a gun 
and he hears the click and he turns around he cracks his whip and then you finally see the the shot of uh, Harrison Ford there but um that yeah that whole South American little adventure eh, gave you a glimpse of what the whole movie's going to be about it, it definitely set the scene right and I think they borrowed a little bit from James Bond where they have a a pre-story but I forgot what they call it in the film industry but there's a a pre-story and you're kind of halfway through it but you're almost at the end of it right and then then they get into the real story once this part of the story is finished and there went a lot of movies around besides like I say the James Bond movies that actually did that right or that I can think of but yeah like you say mate it, it set the scene who and it made you want to find out a bit more about this guy I mean it's a classic classic um, start to a movie because obviously it ends with that rolling ball thing right Nobody had ever seen anything like that on the cinema before, right? A big ball. Not, not to mention the spiders on the back and, and looking for that, that um, ancient relic, the gold relic that he, that he found in that room with all the booby traps, right? So everything was escalating, escalating, escalating up to that point where the ball came chasing after him and he dived out. Uh, just, just classic stuff, eh? you know what I mean? And, and probably because, you know, when he cracks his whip on the guy that pulls out his gun, then you think, okay, it's a serious sort of serious but then as him and the other guy were walking towards the idol going through those traps and that booby traps there's hints of humor through that so there's the the first bit of humor was when um he um tells him to duck under the light and he sticks his hand up and then those um spikes they come out of the, the walls his mate there's off he's just screaming and in terror with his head with his fist in his mouth it's a bit of a humor humor bit there but it's also funny when he's trying to collect the idol swap the idol with, with the bag of sand Here's Harrison Ford doing this thing, trying to judge how heavy the um, idol was, taking out some sand. And then the guy at the back, he's watching, he's, he's moving his hands as well. He's going like that. <laughs> you can see uh, the, the glory coming his way. And how, how quickly he double-crossed him, eh? You know, throw me the idol, I'll throw you the whoop. Throw me the idol. <laughs> you know, chuck, the, chuck him the idol, and he goes, adios, just disappears on him, eh? Classic. But unfortunately, that guy, he got caught in the, in the trap, didn't he? With the light. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's funny because um, you think about how some of these people get killed in this movie. It's pretty violent, eh? It's a little bit horrific. Uh, there's about three that I can think of off the top of my head that is a horrible way to go, mate. Right? <laughs> I mean, it came as a PG, I think, back then. Well, okay. Yeah, yeah. PG? PG-13? I think I think just talking about the death scenes, the, the face-melting scene at the end, almost turned it into a an r-rated movie but i think they added a bit of fire and stuff to make it not as gory oh, yeah. that's why they, they they were still at that level where they could have it as a uh what did you say it was pg parental guidance when Belloc's head explodes that as well yeah i mean they all died a horrible death didn't they yeah so you got them you got the guy of the um the propeller blades getting chopped up <laughs> you know that guy was also in uh, Temple of Doom eh? he was the big guy in the Temple of Doom as well oh was he? you know the one they're oh. fighting on the conveyor belt yeah that, that's him as well they, they, oh, they okay. like to do that they like to put the the same sort of characters or the same the same actors in, in, in some of the movies but um, yeah he was the big dude in um, Temple of Doom as well mm. yeah speaking of Temple of Doom it's funny there's a scene in Temple of Doom where uh, Willie Scott She's scared of snakes when they're when they're camping in the in the in the jungle, and he just grabs a snake and says, "Oh, it's only a snake." So behind that is he's he got over his fear of snakes and in the well of the snows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's right, old Sala. He knew that what what was down in those well of the snows. He knew yeah. they were asps. 
very dangerous you go down first <laughs> that this comes back to the humor that you talk about right yeah which is pretty cool because it has everything all the ingredients for a good movie eh? as a kid i mean adventure action you know a little bit of violence here and there um humor and i think the character of harrison, harrison ford plays indiana jones his humor sort of it made sense to me because because Han Solo, his character in Star Wars, he was sort of a humorous guy too, so it sort of carries on, that kind of thing. The lovable rogue, eh? the guy you want to be, right? The good thing with Indiana Jones, though, as well, was he was vulnerable, right? He, he, he could get hurt. He could get shot and feel the pain. He could, you know, after getting dragged behind the truck in that famous scene, he was pretty battered up and sore, you know. He was spending that time when they were in that boat trying to heal his wounds, but... You don't usually see that with superheroes, right? You look at like um, like a Commando or, or Rambo, they can go through everything, man. <laughs> they're like the Roadrunner and, and the Wally Coyote. You know, they, they they get shot, they get blown up, but they're they're okay. But Indiana Jones was a bit more vulnerable, eh? and I think he brought you know made it a little bit more realistic or a little bit more um, you know, relatable, I guess. Yeah, because. They say Die Hard was the movie that changed because John McClane, he, he he got beaten up in that one. And the first time you ever saw the action hero get beaten up and all bloodied in that. So this happened before Die Hard. So they've sort of got a, a formula there for a hero to be s- sort of normal. But obviously this movie doesn't fall under the action action category, I guess. Like family ad- adventure film. I don't know if you've ever seen on YouTube, they, um, they show the influences that, that this movie took. Uh, that Raiders took from. Have you ever seen that? I heard it's old um, adventure movies. You'd be surprised at how similar the some of the action scenes are. If you if you have a look after this, after we have your talk, you you, you go and have a look, and you'll be like, wow, they took quite a quite a bit of uh, I, don't, I don't know if it's intellectual property, but they took a lot of um, influence from these particular movies with the with the traps and, and things like that, but. Uh, yeah, have a look, bro. You'll 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 be quite surprised at um, how similar they they really are. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool that they put the modern sort of spin on it back in those days. Um, you can definitely see the influence. There. It was also pretty cool they put like a a religious kind of element into it, like the Ark of the Covenant. Now, this the f- when I watched this movie, I remember thinking, okay, I gotta this must be in the Bible. I've Gotta look up the Ark of the the Covenant, but I, I never did get down to the bottom of it but how about you did you feel sort of like wanting to look at on the bible and read up on uh, the ark well I, I think i was going to church in those days uh, sunday school and stuff like that so definitely it um you know tweaked my interest as to you know is this really in the bible so i would try and have a look through it and try and find that picture that they that famous picture that they show you know or that harrison ford or indiana jones shows those professors or whoever those guys were that were trying to get them to come and you know, come and find the ark before the Nazis did. But um, yeah, definitely. That, that's pretty cool that they intertwine the religion aspect thing because, you know, they, again, it was it was something that um, had never been, that I was aware of, touched before in regards to adventure movies was a religious aspect to it. And yeah, definitely made, made me wonder what was going on and if, if that was actually, you know, in the Bible. Mm. Because it was that scene in the beginning when he is talking to those those government agents that they intercepted that message from the Nazis. And it was cool how Indiana sort of explained to them what you do with the Staff of Ra, how you put the medallion in this place that, you know, that shows you exactly where the, where the Ark is hidden and stuff like that. That was one of my, my favourite scenes in, in the film, when, when he's talking to the, the agents. 
and he's he's sort of educating them on. He has that quirk like, uh, "Did you guys go to s- Sunday school?" <laughs> that little, that little subtle bit of humor. Well, out of out of the three set pieces, I mean, you had the beginning, you had the uh, the fight at uh, in Nepal, you know, when he went and met Marion. Then you had the fight scene in the um, in the marketplace with the Arabs. Then you had the the famous truck scene. And then you had the end one. You know, what, what one was your favorite? What, which 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 scene sticks out for you in regards to one that's most memorable for you? Yeah, I guess if I was putting in a category, I'd put, oh, the most rewatchable has to be the end. has to be when they open the arc. So definitely the most rewatchable. Um, I think the best part of the movie for me was the, the truck scene. And I'll put the fight in Marin's bar probably at the back there. But even that was pretty violent too. <laughs> It was, mate. It was. <laughs> when the dude gets shot in the forehead, eh? Yeah. <laughs> and he's just standing there and the blood starts trickling out and he falls over. Because, you know, we were only young back then, eh? We, you know, that, that kind of violence was kind of, like, kind of eye-opening, eh? Like, yeah. But, you know, th- you talk about the truck scene as well. I mean, that was copied off a, a Western, eh? You've seen, have you seen that? Yakanak Kanok, I think, was the stuntman's name. But he actually did it under a horse and wagon. Like, he jumped on the horses at the front. And he went underneath the wagon and he came out the back. And that was sort of a tip of the hat to to that particular stuntman and, and that, that movie that um, George Lucas or Steven Spielberg wanted to emulate in Raiders. And they did it really well, eh? It was pretty cool. Yeah, I, I remember seeing the George Lucas documentary and he, he talked about he wanted to make movies that he, he wanted to see. You know, that he enjoyed when he was a kid and wanted to make more of them. So I think that's where Star Wars came from huh, as well. Definitely, man. Definitely. I mean, Star Wars has a lot of uh, Flash Gordon influence, and I think yep. that these Raiders and Temple of Doom and Last Crusade all had the the Saturday afternoon matinee sort of influence on them. You know, the cliffhangers that they would finish on a cliffhanger note. You know, one weekend and they'll carry on the next weekend sort of thing. But George yep. Lucas and um, Steven Spielberg they actually had a had a meeting about it and. Hawaii on uh, Waikiki Beach back in I think it was 1977 and like I said they both had just come off pretty successful movies and Steven Spielberg wanted to do like a James Bond movie that went to different locations around the world and George Lucas wanted to do one that was you know a tip to the hat of, of those matinee um, movies that he used to watch when he was younger so that, that's where they combined their powers like I said before became the, uh, the Indiana Jones series it's pretty cool man. Yeah. Would you say this is the best Indiana Jones movie out of all of them? Would I say Raiders is? Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Temple of Doom is quite dark. And then The Last Crusade sort of went back to... It, it felt more like a Raiders. Eh? But then uh, I, don't, I don't like the last one too much with... Um, what's his name? We had a son. Have you seen the fourth one? Uh, the Crystal Skull. I haven't seen it as much. I mean, I, I think I saw the first hour. And then I sort of didn't really... <laughs> pay attention after that but uh, I thought it was interesting that they brought back the arc in the beginning if you remember the area 51 because at the end of in the Raiders of Lost Ark you see them packing the arc away and putting it in the in the massive warehouse which we know from the fourth movie that's area 51 that's right yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. so that was pretty cool how they did that I took my son to see that movie and I was pretty excited about it because you know being a big Indiana James fan Oh, I was so disappointed, man. And my son was like, dude, this is uh, kind of rubbish. <laughs> I was like, yeah, unfortunately, son, I'm sorry. 
We'll go and watch Raiders again. <laughs> I'm so disappointed now. Yeah. What did he think about Raiders? Oh, yeah, he loves Raiders. Oh, yeah. He loves Raiders. Oh, yeah. yeah, you got to sort of educate the kids, man. You know, I, I, for the first time I watched Aliens with my wife over Christmas, and she absolutely loved it. She never really thought about giving it any, any time, but we had a spare night, and we, we had a watch, and she... You know, she was jumping at all the parts that you meant to jump in, and she just loved it. And the same with Raiders, you know, when you, when you educate the, the young ones, <laughs> say this is what a classic movie is meant to look like. You know, I, I know that the Marvel comics have got all their, you know, movies coming out in droves, but I still don't think you can beat those classics, man. And you need to give them a chance if you're a young fella. You know? <laughs> what about yourself, man? What, what, what do you think is the best Indiana Jones? Oh, it's got to be this one by far, Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's funny too because they actually changed the name to Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Did you catch that? No. What, what do you mean? It's, they didn't change the name on the movie, but they changed the name on the advertising. So if you get the box set, DVD box set, it's it's called Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> so I think they were, they wanted the same logo on all of the on all of the titles to be the same. Because so I think they tried to you know how they have Indiana and big. Curve the writing and the title heading. They did Raiders the same way, and it probably didn't look. It didn't look the same. Didn't look right. So they changed it to Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark. Did you hear that uh, Tom Selleck was the was meant to be the lead? Yes, I heard that. I he heard couldn't that. commit because of his Magnum PI um, commitments, but yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. He was going to keep the mustache too. I heard. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was going to be um, Magnum PI with a hat on, sort of thing. You know, the, the funny thing about that is that, because um, they even auditioned and everything for it as well, but the funny thing with that is there's a Magnum P.I. Um, episode where they sort of take the mickey out of that, and he, he's got a hat on and a jacket, and he looks just like Indiana Jones. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Again, have a look on YouTube, bro. You, you'll see it on there. It's, it's pretty cool. Sounds like Indiana Jones. And there's, um, what is it, a deep fake. Have you seen that with um, Tom Selleck as Indiana Jones? That's pretty cool as well, man. That's a, that's, that's, <laughs> It gives you a sort of an idea of what he would have looked like as as that famous uh, famous character. Who was your favorite out of all the bad guys on Raiders of the Lost Ark? Who was your favorite? I like Belloc, and I liked um, I liked the um, the Indian guy in the Temple of Doom that pulled out the guy's heart. <laughs> and then you have obviously Adolf Hitler. He's also a, a temporary sort of bad guy in the um, in, in the movie, but Belloc. I like Balak, Balak, Balosh, as uh, I think Salah calls him. But um, yeah, I like him because he's, he's kind of like the the darker version of Indiana Jones. He's on the wrong side of the, you know, of the adventure. He's he's on the wrong, you know, he's with the bad guys, the Nazis, whereas Indiana Jones meant to be the, uh, you know, the hero on the good side. Yeah, no, yeah, he was he was your typical villain, eh? Like the opposite of the hero. I like I, I kind of like um. Do you remember that guy Tot, the the German uh, sort of SAS guy? He's, he's like the spy. Oh yes, yeah. With the, the who always wore black. Yeah, he always wore black. The thing engraved on his hand. Yeah, called? yeah. When he had the medallion on his burns on his hand, that part was I didn't catch on to that part till later on in life. I didn't understand. Oh really? I get it now. Like when he burned his hand with the medallion, he only had one side. So the other side of the medallion tells them to cut the staff short. <laughs> so I didn't get that until until later on. So that that cleared a few things up. <laughs> was there any things like that for you that you didn't understand when you were a kid, but then later on you? <laughs> the, 
Um, not, not that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, the one, one thing I do remember about that character, what, what was his name again, sorry, bro? Uh, top. Was when he was in the tent with Marion and Bella, and he pulled out his, you think he's pulling out a weapon to torture her? Oh, like the nunchucks. Yeah, they look like nunchucks, but it, it turned into a coat hanger. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so there was all that tension, like, oh man, what's this guy doing? And he pulls it out and he's fiddling around with it and then he takes his jacket off and the guy hangs it up. You know, that's another <laughs> little bit of, of humor, right? It's like, oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just a coat hanger. But um, little things like that, man, they always crack me up. But uh, no, there's nothing in it that I can remember, dude, that um, I sort of didn't, didn't think, oh, is that what that was? There, there was uh-huh. one movie that I just recently realized what was going on. But it, actually, I think it was Aliens. Yeah, no, it was Aliens. You know, in Aliens, at the, just digress for a second, but in Aliens, they, they at the, near the, before they go into where the, all the aliens are, they see all these um, spots, and, and um, Hudson goes, no, sorry, yeah, Hudson goes, I found them all, it's a, it's a town meeting. And I thought they were the aliens, but they were actually the people that the aliens had put in their cocoons. That, that's, oh, yeah. that's the only thing that I've ever um, <laughs> looked back on and said, oh, okay, now that makes sense. Like nothing, nothing in Raiders that I yeah. Oh, for me it was that, and 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 for me it was the first time that I ever seen or heard of of the Nazis. Oh, really? Yeah. So I didn't really know who they were. I thought they were just. I didn't know they were real people. I, I remember that because I was only what six years old, seven years old. <laughs> but uh, no, nah, it's um because the they sort of come back in the the third movie. Eh? They're pretty good villains to have, eh? Well, they're one of the best the world's ever known, mate. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I sort of, um, I grew up as well on uh, war movies, so I, I was aware of who the Nazis and the Germans were, like um, the Guns of Navarone and, and movies like that, you know, that they all had Nazis in them as bad guys. So when I saw them in the Raiders, you know, I, I kind of was familiar with who they were. But, um, yeah, but, <laughs> but um, with, um, with that scene in Raiders, um, at the end, where he opens the, where they open the Ark of the Covenant, they they weren't aware of what was happening. Apparently, there was a, a scene that was cut out of it because Indy Indy tells Marion, you know, don't look at the light, close your eyes, no matter what. Eh? And and people were like, well, how did how did Indy know that? But there was a, a scene that they cut out of the movie that that told us how Indy Indiana knew not to look at the light that came out of the Ark of the Covenant. I don't know whether he read a passage in the Bible or there was something else that. That they didn't cover, but um, yeah, a lot of people are like, well, how, how did Indy know not to look at the map coming out? Because he had his notebook. Remember when he was in the, the the map room, and he was reading his notebook to get the hole for the stuff. Yeah, so I thought maybe he read it down. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he read it down. <laughs> but you also see there's, there's a few. Um, well, there's one blooper that I know of quite well in, in Raiders when. When they come out of the out of where the snakes are, do you remember that bit? And they push at the rock, and if you watch the shadow of the rock, it bounces like it's it's soft. Oh, really? Oh, okay. If you watch when he pushes it out, and then and you look at the shadow of the rock, it, it bounces around like it's a ball instead of being uh, like a like a proper rock would do. Oh yeah, I'll 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 forward to that part and have a look. <coughs> but that part that part that's that's another good fight scene. The one when you find fighting that um, big German dude. In the on the plane. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, for me watching this movie at home, because I used to be um mimika and just put the video on when family's over, when my uncle's over there, I just be you know put the video in and, and play Raiders of the Lost Ark, and 
And Marcos will always pay attention to that scene when when he's fighting the big German guy. Because <laughs> the odds against him were pretty pretty low end. Because the dead German dude was he was massive, right? Yeah, yeah. And he was giving them a good hiding. He looked like Israel with uh, Vittori today. <laughs> but only the propellers sort of saved him at the end there. Yeah. Um, did you know, I've just found some did you knows about the film. The film was, um, most of the film was filmed in Tanzania, which is in Africa, right? And a lot of the, lot of the people that were filming, um, including Harrison Ford, got really bad food poisoning. The only person that didn't get poisoned was um, George, uh, Steven Spielberg. That's because he bought his own canned food. So you know that other scene where, where Harrison or Indiana Jones is fighting that, that Arab guy with the sword? And he's swinging yeah. the sword around. And it sort of ends abruptly because Harrison just pulls out his gun and shoots him. Yeah. Well, Harrison Ford was too sick that day to actually do the, the full do the fight, fight scene. Oh. Because he had diarrhea, like bad diarrhea, and he was sick as a dog. And you, if you even look at him, he looks like he's you know, sweating right through his, his singlet and his shirt and stuff. But that, that's why that fight scene actually came about like that, is because he was too sick to complete the, the whole take. Because it was quite an extensive sort of fight scene with him with his whip and that dude with his sword. And Harrison said, look, I'm sick, I'm just going to shoot him. <laughs> And it's probably one of the most memorable comedy scenes in the movie, eh? That, that one there. Definitely. And you see that they, they used it again in um, the Temple of Doom, man. You know, where he's, he's, he's running for the bridge and he comes across those two guys and, and they're standing there and they're swinging their swords and he goes to reach for his, his gun in his pouch and it's not down. there. And he's like... <laughs> oh, yeah. That is, well, that's, yeah. A, that's a tip to the hat of, of that famous scene, you know? So that's kind of cool that they do that. Now, the, in the Star Wars, remember in Star Wars where... Oh, that's again in Star Wars where Han Solo and Chewie are chasing the stormtroopers through the Death Star remember and they come around the corner and there's a whole heap of them and then you see them running back again do you remember that part? yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that, that, not long after that but in the Temple of Doom Harrison Ford is chasing those two guys and then they, they run over the hill and then next minute you see Indiana Jones running back because there's a whole group of those yeah those yeah that's right guys. There's always those little cookies there, or whatever they, whatever they call them, in the movies. But also, did you know C-3PO and R2-D2 are in there? Yeah, I was going to say that. There's a little Easter egg they put in there. So there are the hieroglyphics at the back. Have you seen it? You know what? It's there for a second. One second. You got to actually hit pause and do a slow motion to get to it. <laughs> I don't think it's even a second. I think it's half a second it shows, or a second, yeah. So it's the part where they opening the um the ark, uh when when they're in the one of the souls and they're you know the big concrete slab lid they they lift up the lid, so the hieroglyphics are to the side of of Indy and you can only see it because Salah's head goes in the way. But before Salah's head goes in the way, you can just see it. Well, it's only there for a second. You you actually have to pause it. But that but that's like a continuation because if if you think about Star Wars, a long time ago in the galaxy far far away. Long time ago was the key to why C three PO and Archie Dito on that hieroglyphics, because they probably came down to Earth. <laughs> I don't know. Deep. I never thought of it that way before. <laughs> you know, um, Indiana Jones was going to be called Indiana Smith or something like that, eh? But then Steven Spielberg didn't like it because it reminded him of uh, um, a Stephen, uh, what's his name, Steve McQueen movie. It was something uh, to Arizona, and he goes, "No, no, we, we can't do that." And then they, they came up with the name Indiana Jones, and then that's when it kind of stuck. But Indiana is also the name of George Lucas's dog. Yeah. And it, okay, yeah. It, it's a husky, 
and, and George Lucas's dog was also the, um, the the inspiration for Chewie. So they they based Chewbacca on on George Lucas's dog Indiana, and they also took his name. So there's a a connection here, brother. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, man. It was cool to see the anniversary because you know, like like I said before, the the movie still stands, holds up. I mean, if they were to remake this movie, I don't know if they can because the techniques are still there. The this shows how a genius Steven Spielberg is. It's almost like his his way of directing are used in the schools. That's why all the new directors are still doing are doing his shots still because I, I really like how he shoots. He sort of leads your eye into different scenes through movement and transition. Like the scene where, the scene at the beginning where where Indiana comes out of the cave with the big ball, and you, and you see him with all those um, spider webs around him, and then the shot goes to the sees all those um, Indians and see the guy that was he's standing there, and then they just and you think he's alive, but they push him over, and and the camera goes down to his dead body, and it's got all the um the darts, his back's covered with darts, and then and then you see Belloc's feet walk through, and then the shot pans up to him. It's those kind of shots. That's you know that's sort of like um, Spielberg style, and it's pretty cool because you still see those kind of shots in today's movies. Well, he's a genius, isn't mm-hmm. he, old Steven? Him and George, you know, they they bring uh, stories to life um, on film, don't they? And they and they do it very very well. There's a, there's a new Indiana Jones coming out, there. Have you seen some clips on that or some photos and stuff? Yeah, I've heard about it, and I think they've got some shots. And you see Harrison Ford there; he's real old. I think the same age as uh, Sean Connery was when uh, they did uh, <laughs> part, part three. Wow. wow. Yeah. I'm hoping it's going to be good. I'm hoping they learned their lessons from the, the Crystal Skull and, you know, take it back to the, the originals. And It's a lot like the Star Wars series, eh? You know how you you come accustomed to a, a certain way that they filmed and, and the stories that are in them and then they, they tweak them a little bit and you're like, mm, yeah, I, I can't. Yeah. That, so hopefully they listen from the first of Yeah, I'm not sure about the fifth one. I don't know because you know when I think about part three, the Last Crusade, they sort of try. Yeah, you're right. They sort of try to go back to the the Raiders of the Lost Ark sort of formula. Hey, they we've got the Nazis back, we've got um, the Holy Grail, so they dabble into religion again. But I don't know why it didn't work out for me. I don't I don't know why it wasn't as good for me. Yeah, Last Crusade. Four short for me somehow. Uh, maybe I'm being harsh. Maybe it's because Raiders of the Lost Ark was so good that it's hard to compare. The, the other similarities between the Indiana Jones franchise and the Star Wars franchise is that the second movie was the darker one, eh? Like the Temple of Doom and Empire Strikes Back there. They were quite dark compared to the first and the, and the last ones, eh? Mm. Yeah, man. But, um, you know, Raiders will, uh, 40 years on, like you say, bro, it's... Um, Still a movie that holds up. There's there's not a lot of modern movies that I I think I'll watch again in forty years time and think yeah no, that still looks still looks pretty good. But you know the, the likes of Raiders will will always kind of hold up. Yeah, I think the I think because of the use of CGI these days might be too, can be too much now. Eh? And if you think about it, they didn't have the CGI in eighty one, but you know the stunts were real and the and the and the sets were real. The human mind and the eyes are you know they can kind of tell hey that. I mean, even in that scene of the Crystal Skull where he's swinging through the trees with the monkeys, you know, it's like, well, that doesn't even look real, man. What is he doing? You know, kind of thing. Whereas 
in Raiders, you've actually got a stuntman doing those those stunts that look, you know, way too dangerous for for obviously Harrison to be doing. But you can't you can't replace. Even like uh, another example is Jurassic Park, right? How Jurassic Park still holds up because in the first one they used actual like big puppets and and things like that, whereas the later ones were all basically CGI. And, and you can still look back on the the first Jurassic Park and still think it looks pretty good, even though it's like nearly twenty five years ago. And you look at the newer ones and you sort of think, well, they don't look as believable as as the old one because those things are actually there with the actors. Hey. Yeah, I think the problem with CGI is that you gotta be really, you gotta take notice of every little detail because you can, you can, you can make a mistake and miss something out, and then if you miss that little bit, it'll make the whole thing unbelievable. I think that's the problem with CGI. So you gotta have, <coughs> you gotta pay attention to to detail really hard there. When they used to do it with miniatures and real, it's sort of like real, so there'll be less. You couldn't miss out on much because it's real anyway. Some, some of the best CGI is the one you don't even know is there, eh? That's when, it, yeah. that's when it's really good. So overall, mate, with with your Raiders, what do you think, man? What do you, what do you give it out of 10 stars? Oh, I'm giving this 10 out of 10. Oh, <laughs> oh, man. That's the one, brother. If, if you had to tell me either Star Wars or, or Raiders, okay, I'll give it 9 out of 10. I'll give Star Wars 10 out of 10. It's, um, it's, it's become a, like a comfort movie for me, so... Of course, I would rate it at 10 out of 10 as well. Like if I'm feeling sick or if I have a day off work or something, I've got nothing else to do. I want to have a nap. I'll put on Raiders and I'll have a sleep while I'm halfway through it and then I'll wake back up and I know what it's up to and I can just carry on, you know. <laughs> it's yeah. yeah, because the thing is, it, there's action all the time in that movie. It's action-packed, eh? I mean, you don't you don't sort of get a rest in between the different scenes, you know? And it's pretty... Yeah, it's... um. You, you can you can say it's not boring. It's not boring. It's something's always going to happen there, and I think it pulls it off. It's up to something extremely exciting, and you know, yeah, like the like yeah. the truck the truck chase, like the the airplane fight with that big dude, like like the beginning with the ball. You know, every scene sort of has a real memorable moment in it, eh, where you're like, wow, I want to see that again. Nah, man. All right, Sorry, man. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. Also, it's been a pleasure, brother. Yeah, always been. Oh, always a pleasure to talk to you, bro. That's the one, brother. <laughs> Thank you so much. Bye. Bye, man.